Welcome to another episode of We Don't Die. I'm your host, Sandra Champlain, author of the book called We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. And today on the show, we have my friend Carol, or she likes to be called Kaz, Dukes. I met Kaz a couple of months ago at the Banyan Retreat Center in the UK at a workshop, and we quickly became friends. She's a spiritual medium and tutor and runs the Acorn Academy of Mediumship. What I find most fascinating is that she teaches trance mediumship and altered states, which we'll find out more about on this show. In fact, she has an audio called Meditations in Altered States, which contains four half-hour audios. The meditations lead you on a journey into the alpha state and help your mind to focus, which is perfect for training in mental mediumship. The altered states audio helps still the mind and put your mind into a theta and delta state, allowing spirit to blend with your mind and etheric body. All sounds very interesting, but she'll have to explain it in her words. So Kaz Dukes, welcome to We Don't Die Radio. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I remember when I first laid my eyes on you with your big smile there at Banyan. <laughs> I thought, yeah, this is a fun girl. Yeah, yeah, I do tend to. I tend to smile at most things. Yeah. Happy person. <laughs> well, you know, coming to some of these, uh, you know, I've, I make long journeys sometimes, especially to Banyan from Boston to fly to Heathrow and take. Yeah, the, that that is car service yeah and then to be and I, i'm never really sure what i'm going to i mean some of the life after death things sound a little weird and mystical and and there i was with your face greeting me so i thought oh, i'm gonna be right at home here <laughs> oh bless you <laughs> yeah no i appreciate it and i really do and i know you're up to a lot of things and i would just personally like to hear your story i mean are you somebody that from a young age believed in the afterlife or was this something like you you um, went on an adventure on like maybe you could just tell us a little yeah. bit about yourself how you got started in all this yeah to be honest um I was brought up um with a, with a family that was more Baptist um than anything wow um and to be honest non I had no knowledge of the spiritualism or what mediumship was um and as a child I used to be able to do things that I thought everybody could do I thought it was every child could do this. Every child could um, go on a little trip at night time. They could go back downstairs and see the, what the parents were doing without the parents' knowledge. Um, and that, to me, it was a normal thing. This was in your mind, though. You're like you're a kid lying. No, this was yes. I was in lying bed. in bed, and I used to be able to um, separate myself from my physical body. And then go downstairs and watch what they were wrapping for my Christmas presents. <laughs> wow. Um, I, I always knew what I was having because I used to be able to watch them do it. And this we call well, now a, astral travel, right? It is. But at the time, I wasn't you, aware of no. that. I just thought that this was something everybody could do. So I used to get into so much trouble as a child because I always knew. And they thought I'd been snooping around the house. Sure. Um, but obviously, um, the older I got, uh, the more I realized that other people couldn't do this. Um, so when I used to speak about it as a child, it was an, un an unknown thing to my family. It wasn't something that um, they believed in or they talked about. So I, I just kept it quiet. I just thought that, to be honest, is there something not quite normal about me? Right. Um, you know, so I just didn't talk about it in the end. 
Um, but as I got a little bit older, that tended to stop, and that I could, and I could no longer do that then at will. Mm. Um, and there was not not a lot happened until my grandfather passed, and he they used to live at the bottom of our garden, and he had a little shed where he was always in his shed. So I used to go into that shed to fetch the lawnmower out, to, just to help my grandma. And I used to close my eyes when I was in the shed. And when I used to think of him, he used to be there when I opened my eyes. So I used to get really excited because we'd have a conversation and I'd get excited and I'd go running back to my parents and say, I've just been talking to my granddad. And the response used to be, don't be so silly. You know, you can't have spoken to him. He's gone. And again, it became something that I used to think, well, I'm doing something wrong because I was so young. I didn't understand it. Right. Nobody around me understood it or explained it to me. So it, I used to suppress it and try not to talk about it because I genuinely thought there was something wrong with me. Yeah, and as a little so, kid, you, you're excited to share something like that. I mean, that's a big deal. Gra- Grandpa's gone, but no, he's not. I can still talk to him. Yes, I can still talk to him. But obviously, it was something that we just didn't speak about with our in our family, sure. which is no disrespect to them. It was just their belief. You know, but here was me sort of being able to do these things, but had no one to talk to about it. Wow. So you learn as a child not to talk about it. So that's how, you know, it, it sort of went on from there. And as I got up, I grew a little bit older. I went to see, I was persuaded by a friend to go and see a local medium, uh-huh. which I hadn't got a clue about. I didn't understand it. So I just went along just out of curiosity. And it wasn't until I got there that I realized she's doing what I can do. Hmm. And for the first time, at about the age of 21, I realized, you know, I am normal. There is somebody else out there that can do what I can do. You know, and, and really, that was what kick-started it for me. Wow. So, hence, I started to research. I started to learn about it. Started to try and understand it. Yeah. You know, and, and it, it sort of grew from there, really. And at this time, didn't did you get married, have kids? I'm trying to remember the story you yeah. had told me. Yeah, I had, yeah, I had uh, my daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, obviously, I, I, I didn't sit in development or anything. It was more just sort of my own research sure. that I was looking into things. Um, and then a friend of mine who ran a paranormal investigation um, company invited me to go along there. Um, this was many years later. Okay. Um, and <clears throat> eventually, bit by bit, <clears throat> I got to a stage where she asked if I would be a team leader with this company. And she was she was a working medium and she was explaining things and, and in a way, tutoring me sort of on the sidelines, really. Um, and that was what sort of kick-started it. I, I decided then, after doing my own um, basic development, uh-huh. that it was some friends of mine that all, were also interested in this. So we decided, let's just sit at my house. Let's form a li- our own little circle. Uh-huh. Um, and it was only meant to be for eight weeks. Um, but at the end of the eight weeks... We were all like, well, we really enjoyed this. Let's carry on. <clears throat> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. So that's what we did. And we, along with my own development, um, I then would bring my development back to that, to my own home. And we would sit as a little group, a small group here. And I would teach them what I'd just been taught. So, and that's, that's how it sort of kick started. But we used to be, we used to keep it very quiet. We didn't tell a lot of people that we were doing that. Um, there was, especially over here, I don't know what it's like over in America, but 
over here sometimes home circles um, aren't very well looked upon um, especially if you're part of a church they tend to want you to be at the churches rather than sitting in a home circle so we kept it very very quiet and we called ourselves the secret squirrels <laughs> <laughs> just just as our, our own little nickname because we were like a, a little secret group meeting mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and that was that carried on for about six years and that grew and more people started to come and it ended up that I ended up with four home circles can you Cass, Cass, I don't mean to interrupt you, but the terminology of circles and even the spiritualism and the churches and things like that in America, this is my Mm -hmm. belief anyways, not a lot of people know about them. And could you just describe, uh, first of all, spiritualism is a religion, so to speak, that uh, is great. And at the end of every service, there's platform readings by the ministers or other yes, folks right. to prove the continuity of life so it's great yeah and, yeah. and, and they encourage and teach very often um mediumship right and they have they do. circles yes they the have their circles church. within their church but what could you maybe just describe what a circle is that like what you the what you were doing in the secret squirrels uh yeah by sitting yeah. What, what do you mean by that yeah basically we would meet at the same time every week mm-hmm. um it was very quite strict in the fact that um, the circle started at eight o'clock, so we were all sat, we were all ready to start at eight o'clock. Um, we would open up in prayer as we always do, um, and we would sit and we would blend with the spirit world. We would we would meditate, and then I would then, as the, the circle lead at that point, would then teach or show these people that came um, the very foundations of mediumship. Um, about how mediumship worked, how how spirit worked with us, how we can find out where our abilities lie, and and what you know, bit by bit, people were growing from that. <clears throat> um, and it and the circle itself um, began to expand as well because other people began to know about it. Um, other people were sort of sent here. Um, but we used to literally, we used to sit and I used to just, just purely teach the foundations of mediumship. Mm-hmm. So they, it, the, I don't know whether you've heard of like clairsentience, clairaudience and all the, the different types of mediumships and how spirit can work with you. And huh. these were the things of basic mental mediumship that I used to, you know, I used to help them with. And did you um, practice too in the circles? Yes, yes. I I, I used to sit um, in the church circle myself. Um, so I used to go there, and then what I'd been taught, I would come back here and show the people. So in a way, you sort of you, you share in that knowledge, because for me, that's what it was all about. It was, it wasn't about me just learning. It was about me being able to then share what I'd learned. Right. I believe in that. 100 million thousand percent i know that's not a word but yeah for me for me that is what it's all about to me for me knowledge is meant to be shared Mm -hmm. excellent um so that that is really what we did and and as as i progressed on my journey um through the churches um i then began to realize that um i was starting the process of trance which again was something of an unknown to me um so as that process began, I realized that the circle I was sat in wasn't able to help me in that way because they were a mental mediumship circle. 
So I then had to move churches and move circles just to actually sit then in a trance circle. Could you explain a little what a trance circle is versus mental mediumship? Yeah, Yeah, mental mediumship is where you learn um, to blend with the minds of the spirit world so that you can bring those messages forward, the messages from loved ones. Mm -hmm. Whereas altered states and trance is more where you blend with the spirit world to become one so that they blend with your energy rather than just with your mind. So they blend with your whole energy. Um, and eventually, the more you train in it, the more control they can have over you um, so that they can actually speak through you rather than it being from spirit to spirit or through spirit to spirit. So you have the spirit world sending the messages through to the medium who then relay that message to the recipient. Instead of it being a three-way connection, when you start working with altered states and trance, you only then have a two-way connection because it is directly from spirit. It's amazing. And it, it you know, the way you described it, I think it, maybe if this was my first show, it would, might sound a little scary. That does that mean somebody takes us over? Yeah, I think... In all honesty, this is one of the fears that comes with altered states and trance is that a lot of people watch far too much television. Yes. They don't study. They don't have give themselves time to research it and find out exactly what it does mean. Because one of the biggest things that we try to do here is to remove that fear. Remove the fear of what they've seen and learned from the television and, and from some of the mediums that are out there that, that do it for more of a, a, you know, a television show. Um, so when we talk and when we're learning about sort of blending with the spirit world, I just want to reassure everybody there is no such thing as possession. They cannot possess you. They can move their energy into your etheric energy, your aura, your, the energy of your being, which can affect you, which can, um, you can have bodily reactions to that happening, but they cannot come inside your body because that is your body. It's not theirs, it's yours, but they they blend with your energy so that you become one. So you may start to sit like them, you may start to speak like them, you may start to um, take on their personality. So you become one, you're more like the spirit person than you are, uh, you know, as who you are yourself. Are that you, makes sense. It does make sense. Are you still listening if you you know feel the blending of another yes. person? Are when you, you tend, aware? When you tend to when you start to work in the altered states and the trance state, um it's not that often that you are blending with loved ones. You tend to blend with guides and you have your own little team of guides that work with you. So you get used to that person's energy. You get used to who's working with you. Um, you have tend to have one main controller who sort of overlooks and is the main talker when you're doing trance. So you get to know when that, that person, that spirit person or that guide begins to blend with your energy, you know that energy, you know how it feels. So they become like a, almost like a friend to you, but from obviously the other side. <laughs> Right, just an invisible friend. Yes. Yeah. yeah. What was it like for you? Do you remember when you first started blending? And maybe, Absolutely. It yeah. frightened the living daylight out <laughs> of me the first time it happened. I didn't think you were going to um, say that. That's funny. Okay. Yeah. 
it absolutely did because I was unaware of what was happening. I had no understanding of mm. it. And this is the biggest problem is that people don't understand it. So when I when it very first happened to me, I was actually sat meditating within my church circle. Um, and all of a sudden I felt almost like somebody else was taking another breath that I wasn't taking. And it felt like I'd got a second heartbeat. And in my own mind, I was thinking, oh, my goodness, what is this? Yes. Because that isn't me. And when I did uh, mention it within the circle, um, it was quite quite readily dismissed that um, they don't do that in that circle. So I had no explanation. And at that point, I was ready to walk out of the church and never go back. Of course. Because of the lack of understanding. And this is one of the biggest reasons why I want to do this sort of thing is so that other people don't go through that fear. So that they understand the process, they understand the reactions um, that our bodies have when we start that blending process so that it becomes a natural process to them rather than a fear. Right. Um, that's why I'm excited that you teach this and offer workshops and um boy I can understand you having that fear and that frightful situation that and it is such a beautiful thing that you want to share it but you yes, people need is. to know the whole the whole thing you know um, they do they do it's very difficult to understand something if you've never sort of experienced it or you've never been around it um you know it, it is quite difficult to understand but one of the things that I try to do is simplify it so because working with the spirit world should not be complicated. It should be simple and easy because this, the more simple it is, the more simple you make it and the understanding of it, the easier it is for you to blend together. Kaz, is this something that anyone with an interest can learn to do? Yes. Oh, yes. Good. I'm not saying I'm not saying that everybody will achieve it. Right. Um, and one of the things that we teach during the workshops and one of the first things that I will say to the, the people who come to the workshops is, is that I cannot make you a trans medium. Right. All I can do is give you the tools, the exercises for you to then go away and practice because this can take years. And the, one of the reasons it can take so long is because you're, you have to your your mind itself has three different categories. You have your conscious mind, and it's our conscious minds that want to be able to do this. And they, this is why we go to the workshops, because we want to be able to do it. Yes. But your unconscious mind is going, uh-uh, not a chance. I'm not used to doing this. This is different, so we're not going to do it. And this is where the battle of the minds comes in. This is why some people really want to do it, but their minds just won't switch off. So what over the years of training and just purely sitting and blending with the spirit world, it's allowing our subconscious mind to get used to it. So one of the ways that to try and help people understand this is to use an example of when you very first learn to drive a car, you're having to consciously think about every single move that you make. Yes. You're having to learn what gear to put the car in, when to press the brake, the brake and the clutch. So your conscious mind is in overdrive at that point because every move you're having to think about. But as you've been driving for a few years, you can then drive from A to B and forget the middle bit. And you can drive through a village or a town and, you, and it, it isn't until you get to your destination you think, 
I can't actually remember driving through that bit mm -hmm. because then your subconscious mind is driving, not your conscious mind. Because you've been doing it for years and you do it over and over every day, it becomes a natural process. And this is what we try and teach with altered states and trance is to make it a natural process. But the only way you will achieve it is to sit and to blend and to practice. And one of the biggest hurdles, I would think, being that this is 2017 and it's the uh, world of all the technology and the smartphones and the computers and the Netflix and you know, there's so yeah. much going on in our minds. Absolutely there is, yes. And it's to, very difficult to switch that mind off. And that and it needs to be off or at least slowed down it does. quite a bit. It does. And there's techniques that you can use um to be able to, to train your mind to do that. There are techniques of, of teaching people how to purely just sit. Um, and to allow their mind to, to, to be still and their bodies to be still. Because once our minds and our bodies are still, then that's when the spirit world can blend with us more easily. When our minds and bodies are still. Can you give us one of those techniques? Because I, I know we're not all yes, going to be yes. able to meet you, but <laughs> we, very many of us have very busy minds and we'd like nothing more we than do. to do. I mean, make a connection. One of the techniques that we use um, when people are very, very first starting out with this um, is, first of all, we get them to sit in either dimmed light or the dark, because automatically, the, the moment that you go into the darkness or have that that subdued light in, your brain automatically thinks that it's night time. Okay. It automatically kicks some endorphins off within your mind to say it's sleep time. So automatically, that's all. You're already then starting to still the mind. But what we do then is we get them just to sit and focus upon the breathing, allowing that breath to be the power that starts to still your body and your mind. So we get them to take some nice, slow, deep breaths in and out, just for a moment or two. And then we bring that breathing back to a normal pace. But what we get them to do then is to focus on just one single object, maybe a flower, but see nothing else around it. So that as they're focusing on that flower, every time their mind begins to wander or those thoughts start to come through to their mind, they can bring it back to that flower so that they, they're keeping their focus. And the more they focus upon the flower, the stiller the mind's becoming. Makes perfect sense. making sense. Yeah. <laughs> Good. I it is. So. I'm just picturing my flower. But, but even when the mind chimes in and says, oh, what about the groceries and... Did which I leave the coffee do. pot on? Yes, absolutely, it does do. But you will you acknowledge those thoughts, but then you let them go and bring it back to the flower. And what that's doing is training your subconscious mind. Because it'll, the more you do it and the more you focus your mind on that one thing, then the more your subconscious mind is going to accept what you're doing. This is like training a muscle for even like weightlifting. You yes, can't. It is. You yes, can't. It is. It's like going. It's like the mind's version of going to the gym. Yeah, yeah, and you just can't wake up tomorrow after going once and then expect to have the perfect no, body. absolutely you can't. It takes time. And, and the problem that some people face is that they want to rush this. They want to do it now. They want to be able to, to sit for you know a few weeks and, and be able to achieve these altered states and the depths of these altered states. I'm one of those it's people, just, Kaz. Yeah. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people are like that, but... Unfortunately, that this is one of the reasons you just cannot rush it. You yeah. can't rush it. 
And I think if, when people do rush it, they're missing out on so much. They're missing out on the foundations of all this that, that keep you and sustain you within these altered states. And it feels good. It, it does. It's wonderful. Boy, it's wonderful. How many tests have shown that quieting our mind, even things with our blood pressure and uh, yes, help absolutely. us with stress. Absolutely. I mean, I, I did my own little test not long ago. A friend of mine bought one. I don't know whether you, I bet you have them in America. Those They call them Fitbits. Yes. It actually measures your heart rate. Yeah. <clears throat> and we decided to do a little experiment um, to see what would happen if I actually put that on while I, I went into an altered state. Um, and my heartbeat slowed right down to less than half what it was before, you know, before I actually entered that altered state. Wow. So this is how you can you can achieve this. But again, it takes time and it takes dedication as well. You know, to sit, you need to be sitting. These people need to be sitting as often as they possibly can. And, and when I say sitting, I mean just sit in the quiet, in the dark, and just blend with the spirit world. And how long would you sit? Is it for an hour, two hours, 20 minutes? Depends. To be honest, that can that can differ depending on because people have got busy lives not everybody right. can afford to sit for an hour every night exactly so, sometimes you're so tired if you've been at work you've got children and, and life takes over but even if you can just give 10 minutes a day to this to this blending process that's 10 minutes more than what you have the day before you give you, know, so it's, you give me a good tip that you do it before you go to bed at night I do, but that's my person. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't advise that for everybody. No, um, I, I stole it though from you or borrowed it, and I. Well, <laughs> well you're quite welcome. <laughs> thanks. But what what's happened is, is I've actually made it a practice because I go to bed anyways, and if exactly. I can just say okay exactly. before yes. I fall asleep, you know, I, yeah. I prop myself up a little so I'm keep myself awake and don't go right to sleep. Sometimes I fall asleep. Uh, that's okay. You do, you do, but they they can still work with you while you're in that state of mind. Um, mm. But sometimes it is it because not only that, it can help you sleep as well because yeah. you're already you're already part way there when you you're sitting and blending. Right. You know, but for, for people who have got very busy lives, it is I don't you know I do understand that it's difficult to fit this quiet time in. Um, but the more you can do it, the better the results will be. The closer they can become to you because. They are learning to blend with your energy as much as you're learning to blend with theirs. Do you have a thought whether you want music on or no music on when you're blending? Yeah, I mean, that's, that has to be an individual choice. Okay. Um, pers personally, me, myself, I have my own music that I like to blend to. And that can be anything, depending, it depends on your taste of music. Um, if, you know, if you like the heavier sort of music. You have to find the right sort of music that you can just blend to, that you can just relax to. Mm -hmm. um, for me, I use, I, I love a, a guy um, called Leo Rojas. Hmm. Um, I don't know whether you're familiar with him, but yeah. he does a lot. Of, he, um, he's American, but he, he does a lot with the, um, the pan pipes and the pan flutes and things like that. So I'm, I'm, I love his, his music. How do you spell and, his last name? It's um, R-O-J-A-S. Okay, I'll look him up. Yeah, he's absolutely fantastic. His music's beautiful. But that that's that's my personal choice. Everybody else, you know, will have their own way. Um, one of the, the tunes and one of the, the that we used to train to many, many years ago 
and we, we used her quite a lot, was a lady called Lisa Gerard. And I was introduced to this song by a friend of mine who um, is another tutor over here in England who used to use it at his workshops. Hmm. Um, but after a few years, you do get fed up of, of listening to that same piece of music. Yeah, I can understand that. Sort of, yeah, we've sort of moved on from that now. Yeah, but it's, it really sounds it's, important. Oh, sorry to interrupt. Music is very important. Yeah. You, music can, you can find music that can build the power as well because you will find that there is a certain amount of energy comes from that music. So again, that can help with the, with the altered state and with the energy within a room. You know what I like hearing is, um, well, I'm on the discovery, as you know, myself, and I've taken a couple of different workshops. And one said, you know, it has to be complete quiet to quiet the mind and quiet the body. And I can get that, but there's always some noise happening, whether it's the birds chirping or something. That's right. I mean, sometimes people, people, I've heard myself, I've heard people say that, you know, you're better to sit in the absolute silence and things. But the only problem is with doing that is that when you start to work in the trance state, there's going to be people talking. Yeah. There's going to be people wanting to ask questions. And if you're so used to sitting in the silence, that can then disturb you and bring you back a little bit. Right. Um, so I've always, I've always taught um, that when we sit in, in the altered states, that I will continue to talk. I talk, even though I talk quietly, I will continue to talk, just so that they get used to that and they get used to the fact that there are noises and external mm -hmm. noises around you. You can never guarantee when you know if a phone's going to ring or um, if there's heavy traffic wherever you are. You have to get used to external noises. Mm -hmm. Oh, I think that's great. Mm. And you and I mm. uh, spoke. The workshop was with Scott Milligan, who's a famous yeah, phys right. physical medium, and he encouraged us all to create our own soundtrack of music. And I yeah. did that. It, it's all the most motivating music. It's not any nice, relaxing music. I mean, my music is uh, is the music that makes me feel the happiest. That's right. That's um, right. I mean, we all, we all have our own individual way of doing that. I mean, my personal thought on that is that I like the type of music that in my mind I can be saying that or singing that to the spirit world. Ah, very good. You know, oh, absolutely. Because in my mind then I, I'm already beginning to move into the power by, by sending those thoughts and those words from the song to them. You know, Chicago's uh, "You're the Inspiration" mm -hmm. is one of one of my favourites as well because, to me, they are my inspiration. Wow! So I, I feel that though, when when I'm in that blending process before the altered states are, are, are you know are taking hold, I am singing in my mind these songs and these words to the spirit world. Wow. Okay. It's, I'm just following along, even with my own experience. Um, I have the music on. It makes me feel good. I'm just trying to connect the dots for myself and what I'm going through in my journey. Because, Kaz, there's not a lot of people I can call and ask about this. So I am so excited that you're doing what you're doing. I uh, oh, really am. You. Yeah. And I'm going to encourage you somehow, if you want to, write a book <laughs> someday. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, you've got plenty of written things that I know you do in your workshops. But it, it could help because we, we want this. But is there – so the music can help. Uh, with the energy, you said, right? Can, yes. Yeah, very yes. good. And is there a prayer, any intention? 
To me, I mean, you will hear a lot of people say that the prayer is one of the most important parts of it. Okay. Um, to say a prayer, and again, you will have heard Scott Milligan talk about this when we were down at Banyan, but the prayer can instantly begin to move you into that power because you say it from the heart. We all have these prayers that we have re rehearsed over and over in our minds, um, and you hear people sometimes that are on platform that, that will say the same sort of prayer every time you know they start a service, but that's coming from their minds. It's not coming from their hearts. But when you take your time with a prayer, when you think about your prayer and you think about those words that you want to say to the, the, the spirit world and those that are going to step forward to help you, you're automatically starting to connect with them. Could you so give a prayer from the heart An example? Is, if I were um, connecting, just, just even, and I know... You, you might just say yeah. The I words. mean, I always try and I always try when when I do a prayer, I always try and imagine that my spirit guides are stood right in front of me. Okay. What and I'm I'm sitting there because remember that when we sit, we are sitting for the spirit world. We're not sitting for an audience. We're not sitting for somebody who's a recipient that's coming for a message. When we sit and we blend, we are sitting purely for the spirit world. So to me, I am there to work for them. So as I sit and I open in prayer, um, I take my time and I think, and I'm thinking, what, what do I want from tonight? What can I offer the spirit world tonight? So we'll usually open up, um, and we'll, we'll sort of welcome them to the room, you know, please come and join in with us. But then the personal things have to, have to come out. You have to say things like, you know, tonight I'm here sitting for you. How can I be better than I was yesterday? How can my connection with you be better than it was last time I sat? You know, so you were talking to them from the heart. Mm -hmm. And, and it, if you try it, it may, you can feel them instantly around you. It's wonderful. Mm. Just put a smile on my face. <laughs> and so, uh, closing our eyes and having our music on or not, and feeling the blend, uh, what is your experience that could happen next? Could you talk a little bit about trance speaking? I can. Before we actually get mm. to the trance speaking, though, some of the things that people may start to experience just from blending. Okay. Because our bodies um, react to the spirit energy blending with our energy. And this is sometimes where the fear can kick in because people start to feel their hearts beginning to pound. But all these all these sort of symptoms and signs are normal. Um, but some of the things that you can experience when you start to blend with the spirit world is that you will get that feeling of your heart pounding. You will more than likely feel a bit of a pressure on your chest. You may feel that you're having to swallow a little bit harder. All these things are absolutely normal. It's just your body reacting with the energy of the spirit world joining your energy. But there are many different things. You may feel like you've got a band around your head, um, across your forehead. You may feel that you've got what we call the spirit cap on. You can also feel a little bit swirly, a little bit dizzy. But again, these are just normal. Um, and usually when you start to feel a little bit perhaps nauseous, a little bit swirly and dizzy it's because your blood pressure is beginning to drop slightly 
your blood sugar levels will begin to drop slightly. But again, it's, it is all the normal process. And you have to work through these symptoms and these, um, these different types of things that you're going to experience because once you're used to them, it becomes part and parcel of what you're doing. And it's, it's, you know, it's the fear of, oh, why is that happening? Why do I feel that? Why do I feel like my breathing's beginning to be a bit labored? But it is absolutely normal. I remember you know? emailing you or messaging you on Facebook because I was really committed uh, after I left you beginning of April to come home and start sitting. And I started getting these really weird um, twitches and shakes in my body. And it yes. only happened when I was sitting uh, with the intention of blending with spirit. I'm like, what do I do? This is weird. <laughs> really? I mean, it felt like from my, just below my rib cage in the center of my body, um, you know, you see on TV when they're jump starting somebody's heart and they put the paddles on and they, yes. you know, the paddles go on and the whole body shakes. I mean, <laughs> that's what it felt like for me. And uh, it, it totally has subsided. And whether it was you and some other people had said, well, just tell your spirit team what's happening and you know, ask it to stop. That's and, right. and guess because what? You've, got, it you've did. got to remember that you are working together. Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah. It's so easy. No, I mean, to I'm, I'm, that. A firm believer, I'm a firm believer that the spirit world will never give you something that they don't think you can handle. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are times where, Maybe if we're not in that right place in our own minds and bodies, perhaps we've we've been ill or we're very tired, that maybe sometimes we we um, can't stand the the strength that they sometimes come through with. So you have to you have to tell them how it feels. You have to say to them, you know, please be gentle. Please, you know, be, be careful with me tonight. Mm, you know, can- but there are other times that you can sit and you may say, right, go for it. I'm ready. Yeah, Kaz, I actually did. I said, if this is necessary for, I mean, because I said, it doesn't hurt. It's just weird. But I said, if this is necessary for some blending of energy as I can handle it, but it's weird and it's, you know, a little uncomfortable. <laughs> and so I, I've, it's now, uh, it was interesting because I, uh, I was sitting on an airplane not too long ago and I said, well, I, I'd like to do this blending. But I said, just, I can't be twitching in front of these people sitting next to me. <laughs> and sure enough, I felt the blend and there was there was none. And then I get back home and there's a little bit or I say, you know, it's okay. I get a little zap. Just let me know you're with me. And all of a sudden, boom. I thought, this is, this is incredible. I mean, it really it is. is. It is absolutely amazing. It yeah. is. And, and it's, you know, you want people to experience this. You want people to feel this absolute sheer joy that runs through your body you know when this blending process takes place it's because it's it's something that you have to you have to experience it yeah that's a joy and know that and knowing that i'm not alone i mean it's this loving loving feeling absolutely absolutely it's almost like they are um sort of surrounding you in in such loving caring arms and that they're holding you within their, their arms. It's amazing. Amazing. Anything else that one might experience that you want to bring up before moving into trance speaking? Um, not written. No, I think, I mean, as I say, the, the, there's many things, obviously, I've, if, mm-hmm. you know, I can put these things out on online if people do want to know um, sort of more about this sort of thing. Um, but obviously that's something that we can talk about later. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I just hope people don't fear this. That was all. I just don't want people to to have a fear of, of, of what is happening to them. 
right. you know, and, and understand it. It's the understanding that they need. Yes. So about, um, I, I want you to talk about speaking. Is it the speaking that comes through? Is it that you've experienced um, just messages of inspiration or is it people that actually speak through to a loved one? What is your yes. personal experience? Uh, it can vary. The majority of, of it is, it will usually be philosophy okay. from the spirit world. They will come through and they will tell you about the spirit world or they will give you their views on what's happening in the world right now. Um, but it's usually something um, that everybody in the room will be able to take something from. Beautiful. Um, but when you start to begin to speak in the trance state, um, there's varying levels of trance that you can be in. You can be in a light trance, which means that the medium will actually hear all that's being said and will remember what is being said through them. Mm-hmm. Or you can then, on the other end of the scale, you've got your deep trance mediums who have no recollection of anything. Um, so depending on what state of mind they are in and how deep into that altered state they become depends on what they can recall afterwards. And I'm sure that takes time. Those that can it go does. into the deeper yeah. states have worked it this muscle a, a long time. Yeah. Yes, absolutely does. Absolutely does. And the dedication that you need as well. Hmm. Do you remember your some of your trans speaking philosophy perhaps that you that you're listening that your mind is saying i mean do do you feel a little confused like am i saying this am i making this up because you yeah absolutely i think everybody if they didn't think at some point in time is it me or is it them because i think you always and even now i will always think was that me or was that them you know because because it comes through as as a thought within your own mind but you as the medium have to then open your mouth and allow these thoughts to come out and these words to come out of your mouth. So it has to be part you and part spirit because without you opening your mouth, then they can't say their words. That's true. So in, initially, in the very beginning, when you're learning trance and you're, you're going through these stages of, of trance speech, it has to be you and them together. So most, a lot of, or majority of trans mediums will know what's being said. They will recall some of the conversations um, because they don't go. You only really start getting into the deep trance um, when you, you're verging more on towards going towards physical mediumship. Hmm. And, and can you teach, or how do you teach, do you teach uh, people to start talking? Because it's almost like yeah. you've got to get the ball rolling. Right. That's right. Yeah. And one of the one of the things that, that I tend to do is, first of all, once they get them used to the altered states, get them used to these the feelings and, and um, you know, what what is happening to them in the altered state. But then what we try, <clears throat> excuse me, try and do is to take them into that altered state and just get them to say the word yes. So they get used to opening their mouth and allowing a word to come out, even though they're in an altered state. And then we try different words. Um, so we'll, the next word is that we'll try the word blue. Because when you think about saying the word blue, you have to use your mouth and your tongue to actually be able to say it. Blue. Yes. So we get them to start to say words like that. And yellow is another good one. Okay. So it, they begin to get used to opening their mouth within the tr- in an altered state. Mm-hmm. And you will hear, with some people, you will hear that the deeper they go, the more their voices will alter. 
So they may, you know, start off sounding like their normal voice. Um, but after a few moments, you know, of going into that altered state, they may, like myself, sound more like a man. Um, because the deeper that you go, the more control they have over your voice box. But, yeah, it Incredible. is initially, it is opening your mouth and that for some can be a really big hurdle to get over. Yeah, this is just so great that we're having this conversation. I'm thinking, <laughs> are we really talking about what we're talking about? Yes, we are. Yes, and we are. And it is real. It is real. And and I've witnessed so much philosophy coming out of people's mouths. And for me, what makes it different than maybe I can tell it's not their subconscious mind is I know when I speak, I you know, right now I'm thinking about what I'm going to say. I pause. I might say, um, which I have to nick that habit. But anyways, <laughs> when I've witnessed philosophy coming out, it could be a minute, five minutes, 10 minutes, 30 minutes of smooth, That's almost, right. almost perfectly rehearsed, uh, certainly breaths are taken, but it doesn't feel like the person is stopping and thinking and, oh, what should I say next? I mean, it's just That's very, right. very yeah. wise and very... It seamless. should be, when it's spirit, it should be seamless. Seamless. Good word. Yes. Yeah. And, and then how about <laughs> yeah. when you do your workshops, how many people are normally at a workshop? Um, I'm, norm I'm normally between 10 and 20. Well, that's a good size group. It's, yeah, it's yeah, it's quite a nice. It depends on the workshop itself, what we're doing. Um, the more sort of advanced with the transit is the less numbers yes. that we prefer because then you get more individual attention then. Yeah. Do you have a story to tell us about uh, teaching someone? Uh, Absolutely, trans? I do. Okay. Um, the, yes. Um, there is a little story that um, I will hold dear to my heart until the day that I go back home, I think, um, is never underestimate the power of spirit. Um, and the reason that I say this is that I did a workshop recently um, where it was requested that it was an altered states workshop. Um, and I was it was requested that a lady join us on that workshop who um, was actually deaf and dumb. Which to me, for a start off, gave me shivers because I'm thinking, how on earth can you teach somebody who can't speak and can't hear right. when, to be in an altered state? Um, but then you, you try and talk them through these exercises, yet she can't hear you. So first and foremost, it was a massive challenge for me um, to be able to try and do this. But I'm such a firm believer that the spirit world should be for everyone, regardless of any disability. The spirit world is there for everyone. So I couldn't say no to this lady. Yes. Um, and obviously, after sort of seeking advice from, from people who've been doing it a lot longer than I, than I have, uh, we came up with a few techniques of what we could do to help this lady. Okay. Um, she did bring her husband with her um, so that he could sign. And what I would do at the workshop is I would explain to her husband what we were going to be doing so he could sign and tell her before we went into the altered state. So she was fully aware in her mind of what she had to do before we actually went off. And it worked pretty well. She She did really, really well. Um, the second day, because it was a weekend workshop, was where we, we tried to get the speech to begin. Okay. Um, now, bearing in mind that this lady has never spoken because she's, she is actually deaf and dumb. Right. Um, 
we were trying with the word yes and because she wanted to be included in everything I was you know I included her in that too um, and after several attempts of her opening her mouth the word yes came out to a husband's absolute shock obviously because he'd never heard her speak before mm-hmm. this was at that point in time just absolutely knocked my socks off because here you have a lady who's never spoken yet these this word yes has just come out of her mouth we then tried to push it on a little bit further than that um, later on in the day where um, we were trying to get some more words to come out so she was aware of what the word was because her husband had signed it before she she went into the altered state and every time I just tapped very t- gently tapped her on the shoulder she tried to say another word um, and I was aware at the time that there was a spirit gentleman stood behind her so I in my mind was encouraging him as well to say you know come on help this lady let's see what we can do together and it was then that these words fell out of this lady's mouth. Of, Thank you, my dear. Now, her husband absolutely broke. He was in absolute pieces, as were, as were all of us that sat and witnessed this. <clears throat> but it's, the, it's something that, it's an experience that I think touched everybody that day, that a lady who cannot speak when she's in normal form, when she's in you know a normal day-to-day life, Yet, through an altered state, this lady could talk. And, and it was I don't, clear? Yeah, absolutely clear. We all heard it. We were all, oh. we all witnessed it. Her, I mean, bless her, she was totally unaware that she had spoken because she couldn't hear herself speak. So it wasn't until she came back from the altered state and wondered why we were all crying, <laughs> you know, oh. absolutely overjoyed. That her husband had to sign and tell her that she had actually spoken. But that, for me, is the pinnacle of the power of spirit and the love that spirit brings through to you, to allow this lady who's never spoken to be able to speak. And her husband to hear that. And her husband and all of us as well, all sure. of us that were in that circle to hear that was unbelievable, unbelievable. It really is the sky's the limit. I think that we have this team that's hoping to work with us and just waiting for us to do our part and that's right. they get to yeah. experiment it with it as well. Yeah, of course they do. Of course they, they've been waiting a long time for this. You know, it, it's us that put, it, it's us that put those barriers up. It's not the spirit world. We are the ones that put the barriers up from the, these amazing things happening. Hmm. Have you seen it where people have, uh, like a person has stepped in and was able to deliver a message to a loved one? Through, through the trance state? Yes. Yes, absolutely, yes. Yeah, but, um, obviously with, within the circles that I sort of work with over here and that I'm friends with over here, um, we see that quite often. Um, but it is, I will say, it is predominantly guides that speak and it is the guide that will bring the message through. Mm-hmm. Um, from a loved one rather than a loved one themselves coming through and speaking. Mm-hmm. Well, I would imagine um, it would take something, <laughs> training on their side as well and practice and maybe not every soul that's crossed over. Of course it is because they're learning to work with you as much as you're learning to work with them. So the more time I go, I go back again to this, this time of blending and just and purely just sitting for spirit, the more you can do that, 
the sooner your connection and the stronger your connection will be. I love it. Kaz, you have some CDs that you sell over there, and we figured out the technology to put them for sale well, on you did. the internet. You, you figured we're, them out. <laughs> we're, we're a team here. Team, team, team. No, okay, it's, team. you know, well, the, the thing is, is I don't think we ever really know who we are for the world and the difference we make in so many lives. And here's me who wants to learn, wants to learn. And I know there's lots of people that want to learn. Well, who is there that can teach? And then to find out that you actually teach workshops on the, on this. I thought, oh, if you, honest to God, if you had a book, I would just get it. I'd go, okay, this is what I need to do. You know, right. It's great. But I was delighted to hear that you do have audios. So, Yes, we put them together um, for sale, the package set. Uh, but could you describe what they are? Because I, I described them a little yes, bit in the beginning. Means, yeah. But there's four different yes. ones. There's four different ones. The first one is aimed um, at beginners that have never meditated before, um, just to allow them to get used to sitting and meditating and focusing their mind. So there's um, there's two meditations on that first the first one. Um, which again, it, it's very simple, very basic, but it allows the person just to learn to sit and to focus their mind. But that one is very, very good, um, along with the second one for mental mediumship, because it, when you're meditating, it keeps your mind active. It keeps you focused upon the little journey that you're going on, which is what you need to do when you're doing mental mediumship. So the second one is, um, that one that one is called Alters. meditation to relax the mind the second one and that one is a never-ending one because what i've done with that one is try to make it that each time you sit to that disc that you have a different meditation each time you do it um again it's it's aimed more for mental mediumship because it's keeping your mind focused mm -hmm. it's keeping your mind active we then move on to the third third disc which is getting used to altered states. So this one is aimed more at stilling the mind and allowing the mind to slow right down about uh, um, getting the body to slow down and relax so that that blending process can then begin. So again, there's two meditations on that one. And we have the fourth one then, which is called One Step Deeper, which can take you and, and give you two different techniques that can take you then into a deeper altered state. So the, the, the four sort of complement each other in the fact that they follow one from each other. Mm -hmm. And we put them all together on like a package. They're yes. not, they're not, um, it's not a physical product that you would get. It's um, the, the MP3 files that you, uh, you can't download them onto your iPhone or smartphone, um, but at least we we're starting getting Kaz out in the world <laughs> with this with this product. But you can download them on your computer, which then you know you can always put on your phone uh, if if that's how you should want to listen to it. Um, if you're listening to this audio on YouTube in the description just below, I have a link where you can uh, purchase this. It's eight. U.S. money, $18.95 for the set of four. And it's four half-hour different um, audios, or each one individually is five ninety-five. 
or if you're listening some other way, there's a site called cdbaby.com. I know it's a funny name, cdbaby.com. But if you type in there, Kaz Dukes, or even Carol Dukes will work. But you'll see um, you'll see her face pop up in a in a small box, and it it says meditations and altered states. And if you click on that, then there's more information. But I know that I personally have listened, and I mean, even the meditations in the beginning. I'm someone who just getting my foot in the water in the world of um, mental mediumship and it's something just hit me i i don't have any practice in my life of visualizing things i really don't and so when i was listening and i was picturing the different colored doors that you were (laughs) talking about (laughs) but it hit me if i want the spirit world to come give me uh, messages for someone's loved one and you know i wanted some pictures to come through if i'm not practiced and imagining things using my mind to my imagination it's it's difficult to do that it is yes it is difficult yeah it is i always i always think that the meditation um the mental mediumship and the blend into the altered states is a little bit like putting petrol in your car without that petrol then you're not going to go very far Hmm. very good yeah i like it i like it yeah i think of it too as um like plugging in your uh, smartphone you know you need to recharge to keep it strong that's right of course yeah absolutely you do yeah absolutely yeah uh is there anything else you want to share or anything i didn't ask you or something you think is important i think i think the overall um picture really is when people begin to want to work with the spirit world and want to under- understand how it all works is one is take your time Study, especially with um, sort of the altered states with trance and physical mediumship. Study the pioneers, the ways that they used to sit, the old ways, because sometimes the old ways are still the best ways. But, but more than that is simplify what you're doing. Don't complicate things because people can go so deep into these things that it becomes really, really complicated. There's no need to do that. There's no need at all because all you need to do is sit and switch off. And if you can sit and switch off and be able to blend with the spirit world and allow them to be that close to you, not only will it help your mental mediumship, but it will help in the altered states, trance and physical mediumship as well. So just take your time, enjoy every moment and just don't rush. Don't rush. Take your time because it's worth it. It's really worth it. It is. Kaz, uh, I haven't done too much trance speaking myself, even though I've just started, um, you know, dipping my toe into the water, but uh, enough to know that it's it's all real. But one thing I have been doing is putting myself in the altered state with the intention that uh, when I open my eyes and put my computer in front of me that I'm willing and open to channel any words Mm -hmm. of philosophy and it's really interesting because words come into my mind fast and I just type what I what words come into my mind so I'm not really thinking about it and they just come out and then I look in in a way you're doing sort of inspirational writing yes but that that's possible it's fantastic Mm. And then the messages 
fit yeah, me Yeah, because by the time you've finished, you then look back and you can't remember writing half that is written on that paper. Yes, correct. Because it's come, it's come from them, not from you. Right. And I've even written words that I didn't know were words. And I yes. had to look them up in a dictionary. I thought, wow. Yeah. And it's used in the right context. And if you, if you also, if you do it, if you do it with, um, by hand rather than on a computer as well, you will notice that the more you write, the more your handwriting will change as well. Oh, okay. So oh. You, it will start off with your writing, the, the writing that you are familiar with, but then the further on you go, you will notice that that handwriting changes and it no longer becomes your handwriting. Fantastic. It's amazing. It is. It's amazing. And And ultimately for all of us to know that, we are spiritual beings having our physical life here, that we're not alone, that we're supported, that there's this invisible team that are cheering us on through life, that yes. they're listening, they're supportive. It, it is such an honor. I think some people take take this as, you know, so much for granted. Once they get into this sort of work, it becomes something that they take for granted. And I think that the day that you take this for granted is the day that that ego kicks in. The working for, for the spirit world and with the spirit world should be an honor and a pleasure every single day. Mm-hmm. It should be a blessing that they choose to work with us in this way and that we can help not only heal the people that are here looking for that confirmation and that, that comfort that life is eternal, but we're also healing the spirit world because they need to get those messages through to the loved ones. And first and foremost, we work for the spirit world. We are their voice. We are the ambassadors for them. So first and foremost, our thoughts should be, how can we help and be better for the spirit world? How can we do their work better than we did it yesterday? That's wonderful. Really wonderful. And I would be my belief that the spirit world is would be interested in more of us sitting and more of us practicing uh, meditation in the altered states because there is so much pain on planet Earth. And mm. I think there's probably, oh, I'm sure there's more of them in the spirit world than there are here of us, of, of us yeah, on I will Earth. Never, yeah, I will never forget some words that stuck with me from um, sitting in a David Thompson seance. Um, And his guide and his control, William, came through. And his words to us were, and it stuck with me, is that they can only do so much from their side of life. The rest is down to us. Yes. Well, thank you. You're welcome. This is great. And for our listener, Kaz's website is kazdukes.co. Dot uk and um your email address is on your website do you welcome people if they wish to email you and yes questions absolutely and absolutely that's what it's there for yeah that's what it's there for that's it's to I be thought. shared it's to be talked about it's to, the more we can share this and the more we can share the pleasure and you know of, of this working for the spirit world you know that's what it's all about mm-hmm it shouldn't knowledge should not be held on to and kept what you know to yourself it should be shared yes and enjoyed by everyone yeah i agree i wholeheartedly agree and we'll also remind our listener too if you want to go to either cdbaby.com and type in kaz dukes 
or just scroll down at the bottom of this episode. There's a link if you are interested in getting her meditations and altered states. I think that's pretty cool. And what else do I want to tell you? Just a reminder that I will be live in person in Scottsdale, Arizona, September 15th through 17th as one of the 27 speakers at the Afterlife Research and Education Symposium. It's great. It, it, there's 500 seats available and there's already 300 seats uh, purchased and for a very low price, but really to inspire all of us how to, you know, to believe that life after death is real. There's ways to communicate with our loved ones and what's happening cutting edge with technology and preparing for end of life because, yep, like it or not, this body's not going to go on forever, this one we have right here. Um, but no fear, there's help near. So in closing, I want to say again, thanks to our guest, my friend, Kaz. It's been awesome to have you here. Thank you so much for giving me this opportunity. Thank you. It was so funny. I just caught myself saying awesome. And last time I saw you, Scott Milligan was saying, oh, Americans say awesome. And I think, ah, yes, (laughs) yes, we do. (laughs) But that's that's what we enjoyed about having you there. It'll be awesome. (laughs) It was really, I can't, I say I can't help it, but oh, to be more mindful of the words that come out of my mouth, that'd be a, a very good thing. <laughs> well, in closing, my name is Sandra Champlain, and I've been your host on We Don't Die Radio, and I do believe that life is an education for the soul, and that your life here on Earth is important. So thank you for listening. Go make it a great day, and we'll see you soon. Mm-hmm.